This is Peter Godwin, and I'm going to read the first little section of from my memoir, When a Crocodile Eats the Sun. My father is now more than an hour late. We sit on a mossy stone bench under a giant fig tree waiting for him. We have finished the little Chinese thermos of coffee that my mother prepared and the sandwiches. Tapera looks up. The motion pleats the base of his shaven skull into an accordion of glistening brown flesh. At last, he says, he is arrived. The car, long and low and sinister, glides slowly towards us, only the black roof visible above the reef of elephant grass. It passes us and then backs up into position. Keith jumps out of the passenger side. Sorry we're late, he says. We were stopped at a police roadblock on Rotten Row. They wanted to check inside. Can you believe it? He hands me a clipboard. Sign here and here. The driver reaches down to unlatch the tailgate. It opens with a gentle hydraulic sigh. Inside is a steel coffin. Together we slide it out and carry it over the concrete steps. Keith unlatches the lid to reveal a body tightly bound in a white linen winding sheet. Why don't you take the top, he says. I ease one hand under the back of my father's head and my other arm under his shoulders, and I give him a last little hug. He is cool and surprisingly soft to my touch. The others arrange themselves along his body, and on Keith's count we lift it out of the coffin. We shuffle up the concrete stairs that lead to the top of the iron crib. We have woven fresh green branches through its black bars, and on top of the tiers of logs inside we have placed a thick bed of pine needles and garnished it with fragrant pine shavings. Upon this bed we lay my father down. Gently, Tapira lifts Dad's head to place a small eucalyptus log under his neck as a pillow. As he does so, the shroud peeks open at a fold, and I get a sudden shocking glimpse of my father's face. His jaw grizzled with salt and pepper stubble, the little dents on his nose where his glasses rested, his moustache slightly shaggy and unkempt now, the lines of his brow relaxed at last in death. And then, as his head settles back, the shroud stretches shut again, and he is gone. Tapera is staggering up the steps with a heavy masasa log. He places it on top of the body. <sighs> My father exhales one last loud breath with the weight of it. It is necessary, Tapera says quietly, to hold the body down in case... He pauses to think if there is a way to say this delicately, in case it explodes because of the build-up of gases... He looks unhappily at the ground. It happens sometimes, you know. Keith slides the empty coffin back into the hearse and drives away down the lane, where it is soon swallowed up again by the green gullet of grass. The old black gravedigger, Robert, has his hand in front of me now. His palm is yellow and barnacled with calluses. He is offering me a small Bic lighter made of fluorescent blue plastic. It is traditional for the sun to light the fire, says Tapira, and he nods me forward. I stroke my father's brow gently through the shroud, kiss his forehead, then I flick the lighter. It fires up on my third trembling attempt, and I walk slowly around the base of the trolley, lighting the kindling. It crackles and pops as the flames take hold and shiver up through the tower of logs to lick at the linen shroud. 
quickly before the cloth burns away to reveal the scorched flesh inside. Tapera hands me a long metal tea bar and instructs me to place it against the back of the trolley, while he does the same next to me. We both heave at it. For a moment, the trolley remains stuck on its rusty rails. Then it groans into motion and squeaks slowly toward the jaws of the old red brick kiln a few yards away. Sorry, it's so difficult," says Tapera, breathing heavily with the effort. The wheel bearings are shot. The flaming pyre enters the kiln and lurches to rest against the buffers. Robert, the gravedigger, clangs shut the cast iron doors and pulls down the heavy latch to lock them. We all squint up into the brilliant blue sky to see if the fire is drawing. A plume of milky smoke flows up from the chimney stack, up through the green and red canopy of the overhanging flame tree. She is a good fire, says Tapera. She burns well.